Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community, our hometown. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Paul Stacy. He's a new CEO for the City Rescue Mission. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. Um, this is really an awesome opportunity to be able to talk about City Rescue Mission and the golf tournament. Yeah, Paul, first kind of give me a rundown on who the City Rescue Mission is. Okay, well, the the awesome thing about City Rescue Mission is this is our 75th anniversary for providing hope, healing, and change for those who are most in need here in Jacksonville. So we provide overnight emergency services for those who are experiencing homelessness, a meal for anyone who is hungry. We have our Life Builder program for anyone who's dealing with a substance use addiction. Uh, we have workforce development to help people get back on their feet and get back into the workforce. And then we have our Homes of Hope, which is our transitional housing. So the golf tournament you know, is, is a way to help us to raise money to be able to do those needed and valued services for Jacksonville. And CRM has been around for 75 years, and this is the 13th annual golf tournament, right? Yes, correct. So when is this happening? Okay, it is August 30th, and it will be at TPC Sawgrass Stadium Course. And when we sign up to participate in this, what does that look like? Well, we have uh, individual registration fees. We have teams. Uh, We can use additional sponsors for different kind of uh, sponsorship packages, like they begin at $750 as a whole sponsor. Uh, But the registration team, the registration fee for a team would include a team of four, on-course concessions, personalized and great bag tags, four caddy gratitudes and golf fees, and and much more. And included in that, we have a, a lunch and a dinner, um, and as there's an award ceremony. So there, there's a, it's a really wonderful day out at TPC Sawgrass. And out of all different events you guys could host, um, why choose a golf tournament? Like, why is that so important? Because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's an amazing course. So, you know, to be able to get out, uh, whether it's with your friends or business associates or if you own a business and, and you know, maybe invite uh, someone who you're um, – dealing with on, on a contract negotiation or something, there's there's a lot of things that happen just over a round of golf. And it, it's a great way to, to have that opportunity to get out there with other golf lovers, have a great day, and then all the proceeds go mm-hmm. to City Rescue Mission to help the hungry, homeless, and those experiencing addiction. And so when the, when the money goes towards CRM, what how are you actively helping the hungry and the homeless and the addicted? Well, every night we serve a meal to anyone who's hungry. So they don't have to be homeless. It's just anyone who's experiencing hunger can show up at our doors for a hot nutrition meal uh, for dinner. Then we have our uh, overnight emergency services if someone is experiencing homelessness. And we actually, since uh, we talked last in April, I think it was, um, we've added a new program, and we're calling it the Overcomer Program, where it's a 24-hour care for, you know, if someone is homeless, they can stay with us 24 hours, not just overnight. Mm. And included in that is intensive case management to help them really look at what happened that caused them to fall into homelessness and then how can we help them get back on their feet um, just through a, a lot of different 
ways which would we can provide a lot of services but then also we collaborate with many other service providers in the community uh, as well as employers to help them get um, uh, a job and be able to get back on their feet and we work with a number of landlords to help them move out into long-term housing so that you know when they come to us for help for being homeless when uh, our hope is that when they leave they're able to move into that long-term sustainable success successful and victorious life so you've recently started the overcomer program what's the response been so far have you guys been able to help a lot uh, yeah it's amazing uh you know we had to do a little restructuring in our shelter because we wanted to give a, a living room in there so mm-hmm. um it's we're we're maybe serving a, a few less people at a time but the great thing is we're it's a much more intensive services so that it's not just an overnight uh bed but it's seemed to help which is good you know it helps people get off the street and be in a safe place and and uh, meal um but this is much more intensive and and a longer term because we want to make sure that when they leave they're they're able to leave successfully so we've seen a lot of people getting jobs moving into that longer term housing um, and just in the few months that we've been doing it I'm I'm really happy what we're seeing happen there and that we can help people in that way and this is just one of the many ways we get to contribute to city rescue mission when we participate in the golf tournament and real quick Paul you you kind of mulled over it but you mentioned the course it's at the TPC Sawgrass and why is this course like so special well the one special thing is it's right here in our backyard <laughs> yeah you know, a nationally known course that, uh, you know, maybe not everybody has a membership to and is able to play at. So this just gives a great opportunity that uh, they can go and play there. And we, how we arrange it is we have the whole afternoon. So we have that stadium course the entire afternoon to ourselves. It's a shotgun start. We can have up to 34 teams. Uh, so it's it's all city rescue mission, and it, it's um, you know it's it's a great course. We we have a couple of hole in one opportunities, and actually last year we we even had our tournament last year during COVID because <laughs> everybody wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, but but last year someone got a hole in one. <gasps> And on hole 17, that island hole, uh, and one, uh, you know, he had an option of cash or a vehicle. So, so it's there's that opportunity too. So it's it's just a really fun time. Um, we we end the day with that award ceremony and a great dinner, and there's a live auction and a silent auction with with a lot of. Uh, other like vacation opportunities that people can bid on so it, it's just a great fun day and um, you know you can leave with the the joy of saying that you played at stadium course with your friends uh, but then also it went for a cause yeah Paul what are you most excited about for this event well I'm I'm most I've been Involved with, even though I am the new executive director, I've been with City Rescue Mission for six years. So I've been at six of these past the past six of the thirteen uh, tournaments, and I think it's just like I said, it's just a great time for people to come together, have fun, hear about what we do here at City Rescue Mission, and uh, for all of their their time and efforts and money and. Um, you know, they're they're blessing us so that we can then bless others with help. And this is just one of the events you guys do, but year-round, y'all are in need of help. So what's it look like for your community to come and stand beside you and help you? What do you need from us? You know, the, the awesome thing about the Jacksonville community is everybody is so giving and helping. And whether it's through uh, individual donation and gifts or through volunteering, uh, we need it all. 
Uh, you know, especially with volunteering, we just for safety purposes, we had to stop uh, volunteers from coming in because we wanted to make sure our volunteers were safe as well as those we serve last year. But uh, volunteers are, are coming back, but I think there's still, I know there are still a number of people who are not comfortable in, in coming back uh, to volunteer. So, so we're in need of volunteers in a lot of different areas. Uh, if someone wanted to go on our website, it's crmjax.org, and just go to volunteers, and they'll see volunteer opportunities, and they can sign up for that. Um, as far as uh, other information, there, that's there on the website as well as giving opportunities. So, you know, we really love to have the community continue to come in and partner with us um, so that we can serve the most needy here in Jacksonville. Mm. And most recent or the soonest way we can partner is either by going online, signing up to volunteer, or like you mentioned, help celebrate your 75th anniversary um, and participate in the 13th annual Champions Challenge Golf Tournament. And again, like Paul said, that's happening August 30th. It's going on at TPC Sawgrass Course, which like you said, Paul, is literally in our backyard. And is it the same website? What's that website again where we can sign up and get more information? crmjax.org. Okay, Paul. Well, thank you so much for all you're doing in our community. And thank you for being such a great neighbor. Uh, Well, thank you, Colby. Great talking with you, Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and thanks for joining us for North Florida Neighborhood. Today, we have the opportunity to chat with our buddy, Amanda Napolitano. She's the executive director for the Donna Foundation. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure to be on your show, Colby. Thank Uh, you for having me. I seriously love chatting with you and just like your enthusiasm for supporting breast cancer awareness and then also running. So before we run into everything that we have to talk about, give me a rundown on who the Donna Foundation is. You got it. So the Donna Foundation is um, a nonprofit, right, uh, that was founded right here in Jacksonville by a native Donna Deegan, uh, who is a three-time breast cancer survivor. And really what we're all about is transforming the experience of living with breast cancer from something that's full of fear and frustration to something that's full of love and support. And we do that by helping families living with breast cancer with their financial critical needs while they're going through treatment. So helping them you know, pay their bills and not worry so much about the financial implications so that they can focus on healing and getting better. Um, we do this through supporting significant research. Historically, that has been with the Mayo Clinic. We've contributed about $3.3 million to their breast cancer research programs there so that there's hope for a future for us, right? And then lastly, we do that through the celebration of survivorship and and really lifting one another in love across a bunch of finish lines. And that's where we sort of brought in, you know, Donna's passion, my passion for running and finishing breast cancer really by putting one step in front of the other. To wrap everything up in a tiny bow, you said it when you gave your big spiel but for people who are like just dove into with fear and frustration you help turn it all into love and support and how are you guys actively doing that like yes you give money and all of these great things but how can we come alongside and support you in that endeavor well i think you know there's all kinds of ways to engage and support the donna foundation um you know and, and really that message of love over fear is something that we want really everyone to resonate with and I think we all do in particular coming out of this year that we've had right you know every day we could have you could wake up and be incredibly afraid about what was going on and stressed Mm -hmm. out about what was going on Um, but if you can choose to see the beauty of life and the love that's out there um, you know that certainly makes for a much better better perspective and and makes us all healthier people Um, so you know in addition to just changing that lens every day and joining us in this love fest 
There's, of course, diving into all of our fun uh, events that we host every year, which we're super excited about returning to in-person Yes, as we uh, come up upon our new series year, our new Fearless series year. So what what in-person events do we have to look forward to with the Donna Foundation? So we have three signature events each year. Um, the first coming up will be the Players Donna 5K. That will be on Saturday, October the 2nd. So that is a 5K event on the gorgeous back nine of Players Stadium course at PPC Sawgrass. I mean, you just can't get a better course than mm. that little 5K course. Oh, my goodness, it's gorgeous. A little bit hilly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then um, our 15th anniversary, if you can believe we've been doing this for 15 oh years, of, of Donna Marathon Weekend. We'll round the corner in the new year and host that event uh, February the 4th through the 6th of 2022. And that is a new date. So we can talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but uh, Donna Marathon Weekend in February. And then our last signature event of our series year will be in May. We're going to celebrate moms again with our Mother's Day event. Uh, last year it was Mother's Day Your Way. We all sort of did our own thing virtually. We'll still do a lot of that in May of 2022, but we're going to add a 5K. Uh, we're going to bring everybody together at Friday Musicale in uh, Riverside and um, have a little 5K celebration um, for Mother's Day on actually Saturday, May the 7th of 2022. So if you, if, you, if you complete all of those events with us, then we'll deem you fearless and there's all kinds of extra medals and fun swag involved. <laughs> I want to be deemed fearless. All right, so is that the theme know, right? for this year? Yeah, so our theme is together. Mm. Um, you know, I think that as we're coming back after a really challenging year, of uncertainty, it's important to reflect back and realize how strong we are uh, together. So together is our theme. Uh, fearless is what we're about all the time. So all you know, every year our signature events, the whole lineup together, is called the Fearless Series. Um, so that's something that we have every year. So we're always fearless around here. Okay, yeah, I know. That's why I love talking to you because it like I I'm engulfed in it. Um, Amanda, last year, I mean, just as you've kind of briefly explained, and as we all notice like was very different for the Donna Marathon. You guys are totally virtual. So what's going to be different this February for the marathon? Yes. So we're super excited to return to in-person racing. Um, you know, while we're so grateful for all of the support and people running, you know, everywhere together over the last year in their own neighborhoods, there's just nothing quite like being in the finish line together. Mm. So together, we will be back. Um, the, the biggest change, um, and there's lots of fun new elements that we're adding in, but the, the biggest change is that we've shifted up a week. So typically, we are the second Sunday in February, and we're shifting to the first Sunday in February. So the event will be February the 4th through the 6th. And we've made that decision for a number of reasons. One is that, you know, over the last year and thinking through how can we safely come back together now that there's vaccines and, um, you know, and, and, and just making sure that we're being good stewards of our community, right, of, of returning, we wanted to make sure that we had adequate space. Um, should we have to look at any social distancing? or And as we grow, uh, we want to make sure that we have the space to accommodate all of that. And so shifting up a week um, presented some logistical opportunities for us to shift the event, um, first of all, in for Marathon Sunday into the Seawalk Pavilion, mm -hmm. Pavilion in Latham Plaza in Jacksonville Beach. So that's only a couple of miles, you know, south of the Beaches Town Center where we've hosted the event the last couple of years. Um, and as wonderful as the Beaches Town Center is, it's a little tight. So mm -hmm. we'll be able to spread out a little bit better in Jacksonville Beach. Now, I know your audience is largely our community, right, in our neighborhoods. So don't worry. We're still running through Neptune Beach, Atlantic Beach, Ponte Vedra Beach, Jacksonville Beach. You know, the, the course will remain largely the same. We're just shifting things in terms of the start-finish line a little further south to give us a little more room to breathe. And then um, our Saturday events, so our 5K and our Expo, we'll move to the Jacksonville Fairgrounds in the downtown Jacksonville area. So we'll give neighborhoods in the downtown area an opportunity to engage. Uh, and again, give us a little bit more room to grow. Our 5K has gotten pretty large, so we needed a little more, a little more space for that event. Um, and we're going to add a 15K three-person anniversary relay 
to that day. So, you know, it's our 15th year. Typically on an anniversary year, we like to add some fun anniversary-themed races. So back for our 10-year anniversary, we added a 10K to the lineup. So this year, sort of a nod to that 15, is a 15K relay. So you grab three of your best friends, and you're racing the 5K course as a relay team. So each person has a 5K or three-mile leg to race, and then you exchange... Yep, and then you exchange right in the start-finish line area of the 5K and where the expo is, and the fairgrounds will have, you know, of course, pre- and post-race parties, and and it should be a lot of fun to, to cheer on our friends doing that loop. Uh, and let's see who the fastest relay team is here in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, so much to look forward to, and I'm excited that it's different, but it's also like, hey, we're adjusting to what's happened, but we still want to be yeah. here and be present and be together like the overall message but what's recently coming up is your event in october tell me a little bit about that amanda yes so um october the second will be our official return to in-person racing um i'm going to be an emotional mess that day because side note my my oldest daughter is also turning 16 on that day (laughs) so you know i'm going to be I'm going to be, like, crying about her getting older, and I'm going to be, you know, crying about having us all back together oh my again gosh. and how emotional that's going to feel. So, yeah, I'm just going to be a big puddle of Yeah, just don't talk today, to me that but, day. Uh, <laughs> 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 or give me lots of hugs. Yeah. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming all the hugs that uh. day. Um, no, but, but we love working with, you know, the PGA Tour and the Players' Championship. This is also the 15th running of this event. Um, it is a sellout event traditionally every year um, because it truly is one of the most beautiful 5K courses in town. Um, you're running the cart paths of the back nine of that stadium course. And, you know, you're, you're, the start and finish line is right behind the Island Green um, at 17. And then, you know, about midway through the course, you're passing right in front of the TPC Clubhouse. I mean, it's just, you know, it's something out of a postcard. So, um, so we're excited to get back together and celebrate survivorship and um, and uh, you know finish breast cancer with with the players championship on October second. So we're kicking off breast cancer awareness month with a with a bang with that one. Yeah, right off the bat. And Amanda, to get signed up for that, and then also the marathon that's happening in February. And if we mm-hmm. just need help, where can we go? Sure. So uh, breastcancermarathon.com is the website to go to for all things Marathon Weekend. Um, And there are links from that website that will take you to all of our other signature events as well. Um, And then to learn more about the foundation and the work that we do, um, and there's also information about all of our events from our main foundation website, which is thedonnafoundation.org. And registration is open. Oh, Okay. Come one, come all. Let's let's do it. And all right, one one quick thing, Amanda. This has been going. The Donna Foundation has been kicking it for fifteen years. What is the main growth that you've seen throughout this this time? You know, I think that in particular over the last um, you know twelve eighteen months, um, we've seen a significant increase in demand for our Donna Caroline services. Mm. Um, you know, back back when Donna launched the Donna Foundation back in 2003, so the foundation itself is a little bit older than the marathon, um, you know, we were serving a handful of patients every year just here locally. Uh, and now we're serving um, about 1,500 families every year nationwide, um, securing more than half a million dollars of debt relief for those families every year. So, you know, it's wonderful that we're seeing support and growth across our race events, but if we're going to continue to support, you know, the volume of families really that, that are coming to us and asking for our help, we're going to need sort of an all skate. You know, everyone in, everyone in um, you know, please give what you can to, to the Donna Foundation if you feel so led so that we can continue to support the families. You need it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you wouldn't be able to do this without your neighbors. Um, but thank you for just being such a firm foundation and stability system for your neighborhood and for being such a sweet neighbor, Amanda. Thank you for all you do. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. 
As a business owner, it's top priority that my office equipment and technology is top notch. That's why I work with CFX Office Technology. Charlene here, if you want reliable copiers and printers along with a secure scanning and document management solution, call my friends at CFX Office Technology. CFX is a family business here in Jacksonville. They're helpful, professional, and always respond super fast to any issue. Trust me, call them for your business needs. Visit cfxoffice.com, cfxoffice.com, and tell them Charlene sent you. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Great values are happening now during Lowe's Summer Savings. Save on select appliance special values. Plus, save an additional $50 when you buy two or more appliances, each price $396 or more. You'll also find new lower prices on ceiling fans, landscape lighting, and more. So shop Lowe's today. Must ask cashier to apply discount in store. Online must use promo code. Can't be combined with any other discounts. See Lowe's.com for exclusions and terms. Valid 715 through 84. U.S. only. Ah, there's no place like Panera, where a bite of the toasty, saucy Chipotle chicken avocado melt tastes like, oh, focaccia. A cool and refreshing strawberry poppy seed salad al fresco is so sweet. And a cheesy Chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza in your favorite booth feels just right. So treat yourself, because there's no place like Panera. Order on the app today. Restrictions apply. Visit PaneraBread.com. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome to Jacksonville Dot Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Thanks so much for joining us for North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about hearing what our neighbors are up to and what kind of services they're providing for our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Karen Patterson. She's here with Life South Blood. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Colby. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, So, Karen, give me a rundown on who Life South is. Sure. So Life South Community Blood Centers, we're a 501c3 nonprofit blood center. And here in Jacksonville, we provide all the blood needed for patients at Wilson's Children's Hospital, Memorial Hospital, Orange Park Medical Center, and all Baptist Health locations. So seriously, across the board, that's a lot of blood. So where is this (laughs) blood coming from? So right now, we're actually seeing some donors coming in to see us, but we do need to see some more. In the summer months, we typically run into critical need or emergency need, and that's part of a couple things. Um, There's nationally a blood shortage across the country, and the second thing that's happening is during the summer, schools aren't in session, Mm. so a lot of people are taking vacation, the kids are out of school, so parents don't always have, you know, the time to put those kiddos, you know, to the side and donate blood. So we are definitely seeing a decrease in these summer months. And then, of course, we have those wonderful hurricanes that we love so much here in Florida that tend to pop up out of nowhere. So those also can kind of complicate the blood shortage we're seeing right now. And so you guys need blood. And what can we come 
and help with? Do we just show up to your place and give blood or can we find y'all somewhere? Of course. Well, we do have two donor centers. We have a donor center that's located at Baptist downtown. It's located across from the Bridges Cafe next to the Heart Hospital stairs. And that is open Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then we also have our donor center that's located at 7840 Bay Meadows Way. And to try to be a little bit more convenient for donors, we are very happy to announce that our donor center is going to be open on Saturdays starting on July 17th. Okay. And then how often can people donate blood if it's such a big need like you're saying it is? That is a great question. So people can donate whole blood every 56 days. So that's just about eight weeks. And we do encourage people to be repeat donors. Um, So a lot of people don't realize that blood has a shelf life, just like anything else you might have, like your milk or your eggs in your refrigerator. So uh, blood has a shelf life of 42 days. So that blood donations need to keep coming in because, of course, once blood's expired, it can't be used. So we really encourage people to donate. If everybody could donate at least two or three times a year, we probably would not get into the blood shortages that we're seeing right now. And a lot of these blood shortages kind of popped up from COVID, and we've been able to follow along with you through that whole process. So what's it been like now since we're coming out of COVID? Well, we are coming out of it, but unfortunately, COVID is on the rise again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of hospitals are reporting increases in those COVID cases. So unfortunately, we're seeing that spike, and with that spike also comes a decrease in blood donations. So we are encouraging everybody, if you're feeling well, if you've received the COVID vaccine, even if you have not received the COVID vaccine, we would love to see you, and we would love to welcome you at our donor centers or in one of our blood mobiles to find where our blood mobile is going to be when it's going to be closest to you. You can just go to our website, lifesouth.org, and put in your zip code, and it'll pull up all the locations that are going to be closest to you. So we can still donate if we've had the vaccine, um, but what if we've had COVID? Can we still donate then? Absolutely. As long as you've been symptom-free from COVID symptoms for 10 days or if you've received a negative COVID-19 test, we would love to see you. However, if you're feeling not quite right, we would want to advise you to please wait until you're feeling 100% to come and make a blood donation. And that's just kind of the core of what all Life South Blood is able to do and what they're asking of us. And then also, Karen, what other upcoming promotions does Life South have to offer for us? Well, we're really excited. This year, we're having a wonderful promotion to highlight the back to school. So if anybody comes to either our blood mobiles or one of our donor centers um, from July 24th, till August 7th, you're going to receive a $20 e-gift card that is good at hundreds of retail locations, including Walmart, Target, and Amazon. Just for donating blood? Yes, for coming in and donating blood. And if people would like to donate platelets or plasma, we're still needing those donations as well. So those are all opportunities that are available at our donor center. What is platelets and then what's plasma? Sure, sure. So platelets, that's the clotting factor that's in your blood. So a lot of times when people are going through chemotherapy or having other kind of cancer treatments, their blood actually, the chemotherapy actually takes that factor away from their blood. So they'll need those platelets um, to go back into their bodies to help them heal and go through with the treatment. So platelets are extremely special and they only have a shelf life of five Oh my gosh. They're only alive for five days. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that. So we're always looking for platelets. It's wonderful to help people going through cancer and also pediatric patients that maybe came into the world a little bit early. So we're always looking for those extra special donors who can donate platelets with us. And then give me a rundown on what the plasma is. Sure. So plasma is used a lot um, for a couple different things. Back when COVID was in its height, we were actually using convalescent plasma to help patients recover from COVID because it has those antibodies that help fight off the disease. 
Um, while we're not really using convalescent plasma so much anymore, plasma is also used to help burn victims and people that are in trauma. So it's a really, really good tool for somebody that's unfortunately been in a circumstance like that. So plasma is a wonderful donation and so is platelets. It just takes a little bit longer, maybe about an hour out of your day, but it's really important for those patients, as I said, that are pediatric or dealing with cancer. For plasma, is the shelf life as short as five days also? No, plasma actually has a much longer shelf life. So plasma can actually be frozen. So it actually has about a three-year shelf oh, life. Yeah, and we can donate blood and plasma at the same time? Absolutely. We have a special machine that's located in our donor centers where it performs something called apheresis. And apheresis is when we separate one component from the blood and then give it the rest of the blood and fluids back to the patient. So for platelets, we would be taking just the platelets out of the blood and then returning the rest of the blood components to the donor. And the same with plasma. If you're donating plasma, we would take just the plasma from your blood and give you back your red blood cells and saline. So if somebody's interested, especially if you're a type O or an O negative or one of those rare blood types, we would love for you to do an automated donation for either platelets or plasma. So we can kill lots of birds with just one stone by showing up. And again, we have the privilege of chatting with Karen Patterson. She's with Life South Blood. And Karen, you guys are all over the place because you guys serve a lot of blood all over the place. Are y'all ever in need of volunteers and not just donors? Sure. We would love to have volunteers come out. Um, somebody would like to volunteer, you can just visit our website. But we would always welcome volunteers to come and see us. And if somebody is actually a student in high school or college, if they donate blood, we actually can provide them with community service hours, uh, which come in handy when you're applying for college internships and scholarships. Okay. And then, Karen, can you give us a rundown again on where we can go to find out where the bus is going to be or how we can donate? Of course. Of course. It's easy to find. Just go to lifesouth.org. You can put in your zip code and find all the centers that are close to you and all the blood mobiles that are in your backyard. And of course, we do have our donor center that's located downtown at Baptist and also over here at 7840 Bay Meadows Way. And Karen, with that, you said blood mobiles. If we're a business and we want your vehicle in front of it, how can we orchestrate that? That would be wonderful. We are always looking for community partners to help us save lives here in Northeast Florida. So it's very easy. You can go to our website. Um, There's an email address where you can send your information. And either myself or one of our wonderful donor recruiters will be back in touch with them within 24 hours. And there's no charge to have a blood mobile come out. It's a great team building exercise. And we provide everything, including a thank you gift and an e-gift card for donors. So it's a wonderful way. And even if you're a small business, one donation can save three lives. So even if only five people donate, that's 15 people that can be affected. And that's a really big impact for just a couple hours of having our blood mobile on site. One person can donate and save three lives. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it's really needed right now. So we really would encourage anybody, you know, if you don't know your blood type, that's okay. Come and see us and we'll find out what your blood type is. Okay. Well, Karen, thank you so much for all you do with Life South, And thanks for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Wonderful. And one last thing for our friends in Fleming Island. We're going to have some exciting news soon. We're going to be opening up a donor center in Fleming Island um, the end of oh. the summer, beginning of fall. So pl- so please stay tuned. We can't wait to spend some time with the people in Fleming Island. Oh, well, so sweet. We're looking forward to that. Thanks, Karen. Thank you so much, Colby. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.
Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us in Forest and our neighborhood, our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Kathleen Miner. She's the founder of Hopeful Handbags. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me back. This is absolutely amazing. It, it's it's such a privilege to be able to chat with you and everything that Hopeful Handbags is doing. And we got to chat a couple months ago, but can you recap and let us know what all Hopeful Handbags is about? Absolutely. So Hopeful Handbags is a nonprofit organization that I started in St. Augustine, Florida, St. John's County in 2017. However, we are now global. So we're in eight different countries and we also donate within the Jacksonville area. We what we do is we help those getting back on their feet from domestic abuse, raising hope, help, and support. And we do that by collecting once loved handbags that the community donates and necessities and things to make women feel amazing. And we put those in the handbags with a handwritten note and a tag, and then we donate them back within the communities that they were donated in. Now, this is to raise hope, right? Because I always say hope gets us over the hump, right? Mm. And never underestimate the power of hope, right? Sometimes we just need that little bit of, you know what, somebody cares and it's going to be okay. And it really raises the way that they feel. And that was my original intent was when they open up these handbags that, you know, that feeling when you look at something, and you're like, oh. Oh, because you just feel so good, um, yeah. right? And yes. Even if, it's, even if it's like 30 seconds, that's more than you were before, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know that you can get that cycle going, and we sometimes just need to be reminded of that. Now, with all that being said, that's the base of what we do. From there, it, there's just so many things because we work uniquely individually with survivors of domestic abuse. And so it depends on their unique needs. Also, which is very important, is these handbags open the conversation. They open the conversation so that people feel safe and confident to reach out for help if they're in a situation right now where they need help or they need safety or they just need to talk to somebody. And then those that have been in abusive situations, sometimes it might be childhood abuse, right? Mm-hmm. And they still are trying to deal with it. So. We want to keep that conversation open so that people know that there's people out there that listen that will never judge you. I mean, you know, we are who we are. We are where we are and we meet them. So that is kind of a big, brief overview (laughs) um, of Hopeful Handbags. And man, this is such a specific passion and such a a specific desire to help serve the community. So where did this whole idea even stem from? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, my mother grew up in a very abusive home. Her father um, not only abused my grandmother, but all of the children. And there were 11 children altogether. Oh, my my gosh. My mom was kind of placed in the middle, right? My mom's age was in the middle. So, obviously, you know, with that many kids, your age range of siblings is really big. And so, my mom had siblings that were mine and my sister's age. And I remember when I was younger living across the street from my grandparents. My mom had me when she was 15. My dad was 17. They're oh my still gosh. together. They're such amazing people. Yeah, I mean, I just, oh, I mean, you know, I, looking at 15-year-olds now, I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter myself. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Okay. Yeah, how did that work? <laughs> um, but in saying that, you know, we lived across the street from them, and my mom would run across the street, break up all the chaos, and then oh send her gosh. younger siblings across to my sister and I, and we'd, you know, for safety. And I remember just looking through the chain link fence, we'd wait for the chaos to be over. And a lot of times we'd end up bringing my grandmother to the emergency room. And it was either broken bones, you know, concussions, all kinds of things. And of course my grandmother always resisted the emergency room, but sometimes you do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And back then, now my grandmother passed away over 30 years ago, and I'm gonna be 50 on my next birthday. So this was a while ago, Um, but, things kind of stayed in the home, right? I mean, it was just such a different atmosphere then with even domestic abuse. And so I just remember sitting in the back seat thinking, why does she go back? I don't understand this. I know it has to hurt because I don't, I know this isn't normal because I don't live this way across the street. Like this isn't the way my house runs. 
And so that just stuck with me for years and years. And, you know, I have four children of my own. Um, my oldest will be 30. My youngest is 15. And I have three grandkids. And it just stuck with me as, like, if she knew that there was a place to go or somebody to reach out to, would she have done it? And so that's what stuck with me. And that's how, you know, supporting survivors of domestic abuse, why it's so passionate and why it, I moved forward with that. It's just something that always stuck with me. So my grandfather passed away about six years ago and he knew what he did was wrong. He, he really did. And I know that they're both watching over me and saying, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. And, and that keeps me going to bring people to safety and have a place where people can reach out. And like I said, the handbags are the base of that to raise hope. Um, and I will have to say this too, you know, domestic abuse does happen to men as well. It is not just women, it happens in all socioeconomic backgrounds, does not matter. And we also do take donations for what we call, I call them man bags, and I just, because that's the best yeah. name I can think of it. Um, you know, and they're typically like really nice backpacks or maybe just like a bag that a guy would carry. And we put the same kind of essentials in, right? It just might be a man's razor or a man of soap that maybe a man would like more than a woman, you know, things like that. Um, so we do have those. And actually, you know, over COVID, um, we've gotten the most requests so far. We started in 2017 that we've had for man bags because there are men going to the shelters. So that's when I just want people to keep that in mind. And so we do help men as well. It's not just a women's organization, but statistically it is women that are survivors of domestic abuse, right? They're the ones that are coming forward. It also happens in same-sex relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just, like I said, it doesn't matter where you live, who you live with, it can happen. And what are you guys in need of most? Because like you said, numbers have gone up during COVID for mm -hmm. the men that are in need, but what's hopeful handbags in need of from the community? Okay. From the community, you know, our needs typically for necessities is for the necessities to go with the bags. Shampoo, conditioner, trial size shampoo and conditioners. We always like to put a little bit of those in there along with the big sizes. Also, some of the bags are just won't fit the big sizes of things. <laughs> so we love those. Um, we like to put extras. And when I say extras, I mean things like journals. Um, we'll put a scarf around the bag as, you know, kind of a, another pick-me-up, and it can be used in so many different ways. So we have a list of necessities actually on our website at hopefulhandbags.org, and they list all of that on there. Another thing we're really looking for is we need more drop-off locations in Duval County. So we donate to to shelters in Duval County. And if anybody's listening that works at one of those shelters or knows of one that we are not donating to yet, please reach out. We can do it. So we take donations even from Jacksonville. And what we're doing right now is people are having to contact us and we're having to just put them in the very few drop-off locations or a volunteer has to meet them somewhere. And then we bring them back to St. Augustine, fill them, get them back to Jacksonville because like I said what's donated in the communities stay within the communities unless it's a surrounding community right we have some surrounding communities that aren't getting as many donations and we will also donate to them so if anybody's listening that has a, a storefront business that would love to be a part of Hopeful Handbags and be a drop-off location that would be awesome we will list you on our drop-off locations list and also, you know, visit your site sometimes. Let the community know how to get involved. Another reason why it's so important to get businesses involved is because then the community gets involved, right? And the community realizes, number one, if you are a survivor, if you need help, if you need something, reach out, right? We mm -hmm. get, they get to understand a little bit more about the organization. But also, they also know that they're not alone. And the other people in the community that may not have ever heard of domestic abuse or may think that it's not in their neighborhood, they're more aware of it, right? And then they can help other people that need to get to safety. So really that's our needs as of this point. So I'd love for anybody to reach out to me that would like to get involved more, especially in Duval County and the surrounding areas. And where are some of the pickup locations for hopeful handbags if we are in need? To pick up a handbag? Yes. Okay, so if, any, if anybody is in need of a handbag or knows somebody that is, then you just either call the phone number that's on our website um, and on our brochure, which I can say it, but you can always look it up. It's 904-383-7158. You can call or text that number with anything. And 
then we will go from there to get them. So we don't have actually locations where you can pick up a full handbag, but we do okay. have locations where you can drop off your one's loved handbags or necessities. So when we say drop off locations, we mean the place that, you know, if, if you live on a certain side of town and you say, okay, where's the closest to me? And we tell you what business that is, then you go to that business. You know, the businesses have found that it really brings more traffic in their door mm. as well. And also they're able to get involved in the community and help when they may not have known how to do it otherwise. And Kathleen, just to put this in perspective, I mean, you grew up around abuse because of your grandmother and your grandfather, um, but how common is it? It is very common. I mean, you know, think about, you know, there's 20 million people calling a hotline every day Mm -hmm. just in the United States for domestic abuse. So it is a very common thing, unfortunately. I mean, that's changing some just because of organizations like ours where people can reach out and people are talking about it more and the police are taking it seriously, but it's still happening. And it's something that people are really afraid to talk about, right? And in some of it's from, from safety, a safety standpoint. And so those are just numbers that we have of people actually coming forward because not everybody comes forward. And usually when you're in an abusive situation, you are you're, you already feel like nobody's going to believe you or you're scared literally for your life or your kid's life. Hmm. So those are just numbers very um, kind of across the board that aren't even, that doesn't even count the people that aren't calling yeah. hotlines or for help. So it, it is a problem. I mean, I unfortunately hear about it every day. Uh, but the good thing is, the good thing is, I always feel like, you know, we all can't do everything, right? We just can't. But if we can do something that we're passionate about, mm-hmm. even if it's just spreading the word that there's help out there, donating a handbag, donating necessities, that's what really opens that flow and gets more people to, to help. I mean, most people know somebody, either know somebody that's been through domestic abuse, that's in it now, or has been in it themselves. And it's really in, it's really surprising when people start talking about it, because it's usually the people you would have never thought. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for all you're doing. And please tell us one more time the best way to contact you and a good website to find out more information. Awesome. Yeah, so the website is Hopeful Handbags. That's H-O-P-E-F-U-L-L-H-A-N-D-B-A-S. So Hopeful Handbags with two L's, like full of hope, dot org. Or you can call at 904 383 7158 or you can text that number as well. Okay, thank you so much Kathleen for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted please contact Colby King at Colby C-O-L-B-I at Jacksonville dot radio.